Before we get to the episode, if you're listening to us, you're likely interested in Israel with hopes of traveling here soon. Well, lucky for you, we've got the scoop on Masai's real journey. With an amazing range of life-changing opportunities in Israel, Masai has so many different programs. They got gap years, academics, internships, volunteering, and even career programs. Uh, Masat really is the way to go. The pandemic didn't stop them either. Promoting options to study remotely while living in Israel. There's no need to be fluent in Hebrew or break your bank account. They even supply partial funding. So you can make a positive impact on the world and you can fuel your passion and you can make your travel dreams a reality. So go to MasaiIsrael.org, find out more. Check them out. I really, really recommend it. I was uh, on a Masai program. Totally worth it. MasaiIsrael.org. been a while yeah i had covid yeah we haven't done a recap a monthly recap this time it's not only been a month it's been what two months no a month and a half? no no no. we did a month ago we did do. we did one month ago yeah more or less but yeah we wanted to record this like two weeks ago but i had covid and it, it went pretty easy but afterward, I was stuck with a very annoying cough for two weeks. The long COVID. The long COVID. No, I like I didn't have tiredness or anything like that. Just, just this annoying cough that wouldn't allow me to talk. Yeah. And now the cough is gone, but I'm left with muscle pains from the cough. In between your ribs. Yeah, and in, in, in the ribs because you know the spasms and yeah and uh, damn yeah, and, but okay. I'll persevere, hopefully. Or you won't. Oh, I won't. You know. Yeah. I mean, this could be the, the beginning of the end. Yeah, the last episode. Yeah. yeah. This could um, be. You just never know. But the disease, it went, you know, it went really easy. It was pretty simple, huh? It was pretty, pretty, yeah. pretty light. Yeah. 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 That's how we, we, we got it, too. It, was, it wasn't. It was like one day felt like the flu mm-hmm. where we had some rough symptoms, and then that's basically it. I didn't have a day with rough symptoms, either. Nothing. Well, yep, but that's enough for... Uh, oh, I didn't print the, the agenda. I have it right here. Oh, I did print it. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to jump straight into it, guys. What is yeah. basically top of the news in Israel yeah. right now is a wave... Radical Islamic terrorism. Radical Islamic... Yeah, we have a wave of uh, terror attacks happening in the last, what, week, week and a half? Yeah. What was the first one? was uh, Thursday, not like, yeah. In Belsheva. In Belsheva. The first one was in Belsheva. Two Bedouins. It was a, it was two? No, it was one, sorry. It was, it was one, one attacker Bedouin, with uh, a knife. Abul Kayan. Yeah, he roamed around with a knife and he managed to kill four people. Yeah. Uh, before he was uh, shot to death by courageous citizens. Yeah. Um, I didn't notice, uh, if you look at the video, I mean, this is a small uh, detail, but mm. I think it's the, you don't, there's one guy who has a gun and is pointing it at him, but he's not the guy who actually shoots yeah, him. Yeah, it's in not a small detail. There was a lot of discussion about it because first there was this uh, bus driver. Yeah, uh, who, who had a gun. Who had a gun. So for minutes, he tried to talk the terrorist. 
out of stabbing people. stabbing people stabbing more people um and he failed but he he really you know he was really careful not to shit him for, for some reason and then a settler <laughs> yeah but then no it's it's important to say that he got pretty close to the terrorist and then yeah. the terrorist started running towards him and the guy started running away and honestly it looked like like if it hadn't been yeah you, you didn't see that part i saw it he didn't run away he he was running backwards and then at some point he, he even evaded turned. sideways but he was always with the gun towards the he never no, at some point he turned around mm, i don't know but but either way yeah it looked to me like he might have been harmed had it not been for the settler Sec- that, that the second ran guy in yeah and just shot the guy yeah. without a second's pause yeah, because people are afraid to to shoot because and what ha- happened after the police detained the the settler who saved lives who killed the terrorist they detained him. they detained him it's not really officially detained but they held him for they always take you for to questioning questioning and they took his, his but was he allowed that's interesting because like in in america you wouldn't be i don't think unless you have a warrant to arrest someone mm-hmm. i don't think you can hold someone you know against their will mm. meaning what is he allowed to walk away i wonder i wonder I if he's just so. allowed to go to say i'm not interested i don't in think it. so i don't know what's the drill but uh they took his weapon and they sent him off to this distant set settlement where he lives uh, without a without gun. a gun and there was a huge uh, outrage about that that's and absolutely ridiculous they changed and now they changed the policy uh, because of that but yeah people are afraid to shoot especially appa- civilians appa- apparently omar balev the minister of the interior is trying to cut it's make it more difficult he's now he's not the to, minister of interior he's the minister of interior defense interior yeah aka minister of police, police. the police minister uh, he's trying to make it more difficult to to get weapons. It is difficult. Guns. It is difficult. You and I can't get weapons. Uh, yeah, if you don't live in a dangerous territory yeah. and you don't have enough of a reason. Most people can't get weapons. Enough, quote-unquote, enough of a reason. Uh, yeah. Then you're unable to. But I got to tell you, Sharon and I went walking uh, uh, today on the, on the promenade mm-hmm. right by the beach. Mm-hmm. And we thought we'd go for a little stroll and we'd uh, go to a cafe and sit and have breakfast. And and it's stressful. Yeah. I mean, you I didn't even know. think about it. I didn't think twice. Mm-hmm. And then Sharon, you know, was like, maybe we shouldn't be in crowded areas because yeah. her mind just works that way where she thinks of every possible horrible oh, outcome dude, that can happen. She grew up in Natania in the 90s. Yeah. And I grew up next she door felt, and you didn't. Yeah. So it's different. You yeah. know, for us... It's engraved in the back of our heads forever. No, but it's not just with terrorist attacks. I'm 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 cracking a joke <laughs> at my wife okay. because she just thinks that way. She thinks of every possible thing that can go wrong. Yeah, but which is which is which is good. Um but yeah, but she thought about, you know, the yeah, fact yeah. that uh that there's crowded spaces yeah. and then all of a sudden it got into my head and I couldn't stop looking around. Yeah. And you have nothing to do. Right. If someone you have nothing starts to shooting do. your now now you guys should know that the Arab population in Israel owns is armed to the teeth uh, illegally armed. illegally yeah they don't give a shit yeah 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 it's very scary you know I got uh, my parents gave me the talk you know the talk, talk. where the parents give children in Israel when the terror rave mm. arises be careful don't uh, ah yeah 
go out, blah, 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 blah. Um, and yeah, it's pretty depressing. And then there was the Hadera shooting a few days after by two Arab Israelis. Um, with Guys, when we say Arab Israelis, we, we talk about Israeli citizenship, equal rights, right? Just to clarify. Yeah. yeah. Like, Israeli, they're Israeli citizens, like me and Eitan. Yeah. And that doesn't stop them for, from wanting to kill us all, basically. And it, it goes back to the May events, which were a year ago almost, where Arab Israelis rebelled. And it goes to show how deep is the S-pool. The, the, the tear. Uh, that we are in. Yeah. And it's pretty depressing. Um, yeah, and Omer Barlev, so the minister of police. So he, 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 he did several things. He deters people from getting guns. He tried to block um, an actual... So there was an initiative to recruit 1,000 uh, like police volunteers, something, something, and he tried to stop that. And then he went to the to the funeral mm -hmm. of one of the dead uh, civilians, the murdered uh, civilians, and he said that the murderer will we will not stop until the murderer will be brought yeah. justice. And the murderer was already dead because they killed him in the in the attack zone. So the guy is just completely he's he's Joe Biden level at this. Yeah, point. yeah. And then the day after, he tweeted something, uh, and he tried to make a joke about him saying that a day earlier. So he tried in the tweet, he he tr he made a Did joke. Did he delete it? No, uh, yes, he deleted it, but he blamed his uh, spokesperson, oh, and he fired him. Yeah, that looks great. He fired him. That looks great. It's my spokesperson's fault that I don't Tweeted. know yeah. if the terrorist is dead or not. And then, and just when now, I am the minister of police, and just now a few minutes ago, what an idiot! Because during the night there was a an operation in in Janine, a city in the territories, and. Uh, they killed terrorists and a guy was wounded. And a few minutes ago, Barlev, the minister, tweeted yet again after having fired the spokesperson. He tweeted uh, about the... He, he sends his condolences to the families of the dead uh, soldiers who fell in the operation. The only problem is no soldier died in the operation. So he doesn't even know. Yeah. It looks really bad. It looks and like, he, he's, like he's wishing death upon... Yeah, upon. I mean, not obviously he's not, but I'm just saying it, it yeah. looks really bad. Yeah, he killed people and who are, these, were not dead yet. Yeah, and also uh, in Bnebrak, a few days ago, there was a very crazy, a crazy terror attack in Bnebrak, and he came to the scene, and the mob was after him, and he had to be evacuated. Uh, wow! With like 50 police pe policemen surrounding him. Uh, yeah, the the and also. None of the government representatives came to any to the to the funerals of the last attacks. Um, Bennett didn't come for any Shiva because they're not wanted. They're not wanted because people blame the government yeah. for sitting with Mansour Abbas and Ram, yeah. a party of terror supporters. Yeah, uh, we had an episode about it with Ortal Tamam a few weeks ago, so you can check it out. We talked about it there. 
but yeah, it's a yeah, big problem. No. Look, there is there is a lot of issues with the fact that they're sitting with uh, these Arab parties with Mansour Abbas and Ram, but I think it's it's important to to place the blame at the feet of you know the people who are actually to blame, which are first and foremost the terrorists, obviously, um, and and secondly the Palestinian culture and the Palestinian leadership that support. Uh, and when I say culture, I mean parents, parents and the leaders of the Palestinian community who support, you know, going out and, and murdering innocent Jewish yeah. women, children. The and mayor men. of uh, Umel Fahem, the city from which the two terror attackers in Khadera came from, uh, the mayor posted on Facebook, uh, he condol his condolences to the families of the fallen uh, jihadists. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is the culture they're coming from, and uh, and and after each terror attack, you saw the parties in the streets of uh, uh, Palestinian cities. Um, yeah, of course, and you obviously heard, uh, you know, uh, the celebrations and the blessings from Hamas and from Islamic Jihad praising these these disgusting despicable pieces of shit yeah um but one thing that was that was kind of um clear is that Mahmoud Abbas wasn't making any comment right he was silent for a couple of days yeah uh and then finally he broke his silence what was it two days ago yeah after the Bnei Brak, uh, yeah attack. after the Bnei Brak shooting and here's here is the statement that he released Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas, I'm reading from the Times of Israel here, issued a rare condemnation of the terror attack that left five Israelis dead in Bnei Brak on Tuesday night as dozens of Palestinians rallied in support of the gunman in his West Bank hometown. Meaning in the West Bank, where Mahmoud Abbas is uh, the ruling leader, um, the, the people from the hometown of this Palestinian were just dancing in the streets and celebrating. Mm-hmm. Um, the, and then this is the quote, this is the statement that, uh, Abbas's office released. The president expressed his condemnation of the killing of Israeli civilians tonight, emphasizing that the killing of Palestinian and Israeli civilians only leads the situation to deteriorate Abbas, Abbas's office said in a statement. So, right. Yeah. No Palestinians were murdered by terrorists. Yeah. in the past week. So there's a, the lie isn't rooted in the statement. Well, he didn't say murder. He said killing. Maybe he's referring to the terrorists who were killed by Israeli forces, but just to even... Compare. To, not to compare, to just even like m- like uh, refer to them in any shape, way, shape, or form is despicable in my eyes. Yeah, They are the murderers. Um, How does it begin? The, he strongly condemned. Expressed his condemnation of the killing of Israeli civilians. That's a quote, or that that's, that's the in quote. the quote. Yeah, that's I the wonder quote. because the Hebrew version I read was, I don't remember it being. Uh, I don't know. That's that's apparently the statement according to the Times of Israel. Okay. Not impressed, but uh, yeah, but the media took that. Yeah. And generally, the media is doing anything. Look, the media is invested in this government, and they're doing everything they can to diminish the problem. To so, for example, yesterday, 
Friday night main Israeli channel news uh, one of the top um, Arab related um, columnists uh, in, in this news report said that how how did he how do you like how did he say it how uh, that these were random attacks that they oh, were yeah. random yeah random there attack. was a question asked by the anchor Danny Kushmaro who was asking uh, you know what's the reason here and yeah. then the Ad and said It's random. Yeah. And when you say it to me, when you say, and he also said that... Then he had a slip, yeah. It's not a slip. They say it a lot. Uh, they said, no, ah, they come on. I don't think lot. he wishes the death of innocent Israeli civilians. I, he said, just for context, guys, he said, uh, it, while he was talking, he said there was a successful terror attack in Belsheva, meaning yeah. that people were killed. I think... You're, you're right. I think it comes from the fact that he very much empathizes with he the empathizes other side. He empathizes and, he, and he's neutral. Yeah. He's, neutral. he's from the UN. So he can, he can see it from their point of view, right? Yeah. Because only someone who could even put themselves in that shoe would call it a, in their shoes would call it a successful terror attack. But I don't think he's actually rooting for them to successful be. Successful is not the best translation. No, mutzlach. Mutzlach, it's, it's, it's successful. Hatzlacha, it's success. Uh, yeah, somehow in Hebrew it's a bit, it's a bit more... Uh, it's a bit stronger? It's a bit stronger. Possibly, but either way, that was a slip of... I think, I, I think you could call Because that he, a slip of the tongue or a faux yeah. pas or whatever. But this was, I mean, calling it random you had issue with. Why? Yeah, because to me, when you say in the most watched news channel uh, that there is, like when you... heard him between the lines what you hear is yeah there is no reason why these attacks happen it's it, they just do right it's it's a cosmic event and to me it's not stating the obvious which is first of all you know every year hundreds of terror attacks are being uh, prevented by the security forces so they always try to implement terror attacks now they failed in prevent in preventing uh three attacks like it's something security. like 400 or something like yeah that, or our, our forces our forces now and there's a lot of criticism against the shabak uh, for that for for not uh, preventing those attacks but they always try to you know to put attacks to implement attacks and yeah they always those people always want to kill us and now they succeeded but they always try so to mm-hmm. say that it's just random and It's a little bit to me it's the, it diminishes the the problem and he tries you know he tries to roofy us all um, into back to yeah. like yeah to the he's trying to he's trying to minim it's minimizing it and as you said before it's uh it's like disregarding a hundred years of uh, Arab violence yeah against us I think I think it's also it's it's tr- it really is trying to ignore the the or avoid confronting the actual underlying problem which is the fact that you have a widespread Arab Palestinian culture in Israel that wishes the demise of the state and often uh, uh, supports the killing of innocent civilians and it's worth saying that the cop who neutralized the terrorist in Bnei Brak was an Arab and Uh, yeah. was a Palestinian Israeli one of, Arab yeah one of the uh, fallen was actually uh, an Arab uh, soldier or Magavnik that's in Khadera right? he Khadera. was Druze 
He was Druze. Druze. So you had Druze soldier in Hadera hmm. who died, and you had a police officer who's a like Ar- Israeli Arab, a Christian. Uh, some call themselves Palestinians, some don't. Um, and he neutralized the terrorist. He neutralized the terrorist and died. And died. Yeah. Amir uh, Khoury. Um, so May rest in peace. So, really. Yeah, so it's very complicated, uh, the situation here. It's so complicated. It's it so is hard. complicated, but I think, yeah, we've had uh, Yusuf Haddad on the show, and we've had, you know, who, yeah. is, uh, who is a strong supporter of the state but of then, Israel, served in the military. But I, I just want to say that there is there are Arabs who are living here peacefully and want to be part of the Israeli story and the Israeli national uh, um, narrative and and. and you know, legacy, and they want to be part of this country and contribute to it and be good citizens. But there is there is this major current, undercurrent of, uh, of it's just a rift, and it's a, a huge rift in the cultures. There's, it's sometimes night and day. sitting on a, day. Bomb, a time bomb, basically. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and to, su- to some degree, yes. To some degree, and, yes. Uh, it's worth, and yesterday in the same news uh, report, in the news program, you had Lucy Arish, who's an Israeli uh, Arab, um, very lefty, and she, she basically said how she fears, like the Arabs are fearful. They are afraid from the Jews. So she turned it all upside down, like they are the victims. Mm-hmm. And then you had uh, a piece, an opinion piece, in the website of the same network saying that it's it's not Abbas who prevents the government from acting against. So there's a whole campaign to undermine the problem, yeah. to uh, to protect the government. Uh, in Hebrew, there's a word, a very nice uh, word, which is latrig. Uh, it comes from the citrus. Yeah, the etrog, which you have in uh, Sukkot. Yeah, because when you Latrig. buy the precious etrog, you keep it in a very, very soft box with protection and you don't want it to get damaged. Because according to Halacha, you know why? Yeah. There's a certain part of it that can't break off. It's uh-huh. the little... Uh, it's nipple. The, the nipple, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You're not allowed for it to fall off, yeah. so you have to you know, protect it. Exactly. So, there's a, so we use it in Hebrew when the media uh, is c- citrusizing... Uh, etrogizing. Etrogizing the, the government. Yeah. They're to, protecting them. They're protecting they're, yeah, them. Yeah, they're shielding them. Yeah, you know, when there's interviews, it's very... It's not like when you saw them in, interviewing Bibi, they were fierce, like yeah, uh, you saw the dogs. fangs come out. Yeah. <laughs> but, when they, but when they interview the ministers from this government, oh, it's yeah. filled with niceties and compliments and smiles. And yeah, it's, it's, it's very it, it, annoying. I also, I also saw, I think it was... Um, it was a mayor or something who was trying to call for, you know, to calm the spirits right now. And and that's also a lot of the times the sort of messaging that comes out of the, the media about calming the, you know, calming the, the, the atmosphere after this, yeah. as if, as if to say, we don't want Jews to have reprisal attacks or whatever. Like, let's calm the atmosphere, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just some terrorists who murdered, you know, some yeah. innocent people. It's, we can let's contain just calm. this. Yeah, we should contain it. Yeah, it's very annoying, and uh, to me, the media is also an accomplice here. They yeah. are another another issue. The uh, yeah, you were saying about the police, they're an accomplice. How so? No, the media. The media. The media. Ah, the media. Yeah, media. You're saying the police. No. 
The media, definitely. I think another thing that I was listening to an episode of uh, Gadi Taub. Gadi Taub has been on the podcast a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't remember who he was um, interviewing, but they were talking about the, the Negev, the situation in the Negev with the Bedouin, which is also something that just Israelis want to ignore completely. Yeah. But you have this subculture in the south of Israel that's built on Arab Muslim culture, but Bedouin culture as 30% well. 30% of Bedouin children in the Negev are children of uh, marriages between Israeli Arabs and, Arab, and Arabs from Gaza yeah. or the territories. And these women are basically traded, like yeah. it's sex trafficking. Used to until the ni- in the yeah. 90s yeah. when they stopped it. No, but um, even now apparently he's saying that they, they buy these, these women and they get them and they have marriages with them. Maybe they go into the territories to, maybe. to, to have children. I don't know, but he's saying that they... They have these kids. The kids are Israeli citizens. Uh, These women are being, you know, uh, it's all polygamous. So they have three, four, five wives. Um, And and the culture there is just abysmal. I mean, it's just off like 60% of the, uh, the, if you drive in the Negev, you will experience the reckless, terrifying driving of Bedouin uh, Israelis. 60% 60% apparently, even though they're only 10% of the population, 60% of accidents that are happening in the Negev are, are Bedouin. Because yeah. they have no, they have a complete disregard for life. Yeah. Um, and they live like animals. We should say that they live like animals in sheds in the desert. Yeah. They refuse. They were offered uh, many times. They were offered by the the government lands in, yeah. uh, in registered cities that the state has established designated for them they were offered take this land and build a home here yeah. and they wouldn't take it and you know they'd it's rather yeah. live like and they guys google it okay it's not i'm not saying it i i i stand behind it they live like dogs in tents without running water Without even though the government will set them up because water and electricity are like a basic right in Israel. So if they if they set up a tent on top of a hilltop, a lot of the times the government will set them up. Water will actually spend taxpayer dollars to set up uh, a pipeline to get them uh, hooked up to electricity and to water, which is just. But many don't I, are not connected. But a lot of them are not or connected. Or illegally. Um, and yeah, they, they. I mean, if you if you drive by these these places, then it's not only just shacks and huts and everything's built of tin, and there's just piles of old cars and trash yeah. lining the roads, and they have no sewage system. They yeah. have you know no like organized sewage system. But you know it's dangerous to say that nowadays. They live like animals. Why? Because that's their culture. You have to be multicultural. It's un. It's 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 it's. Uh, it's uh, uh, prejudice, it's whatever, it's xenophobic to uh-huh. talk about the fact that there are some cultures that are better than other cultures. Yeah. And the Bedouins, it's true though, it is their culture and to try and fit them into buildings and make them Westerners way, is Bedouins, stupid. I have is, a Bedouin friend, there are Bedouins in the north, like there are Bedouin villages with Bedouins, that many Bedouins go to the IDF. Um, so it's not black and white. We're talking specifically on those communities in the Negev who are, uh, many of them are criminals. In last May, they blocked roads, they lynched people, 
they threw they made blockades on roads and then ambushed cars so this is this and is even uh, today they 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 have they have their like i said armed to the teeth they yeah. go out they start shooting into they, the they, air they, they take they, protection from businesses in belsheva yeah. and they other do cities races in the on the street this is a huge problem and we and we cannot deal with it because the, and what people need to understand those are the those are the hardcore voters of mansour abbas yeah those are his main de- mandates yeah those are the people who voted for him so the government with abbas cannot do anything about it now you can criticize bibi for not doing anything as well um although there were in, there were But at least they he tried didn't sit with him in a government yeah Yeah. which is I mean yeah. you can't you can't say look if we live in a democratic society Bedouins have the right to vote just like any other citizen and Arabs have the right to vote just like any other citizens um, but you can shun their parties and yeah. you can refuse to sit with them no yeah. matter what also the right wing uh, air quotes parties that sit in this government Bennett's party and Gidon Sal parties they ran on campaigns which are far more right than BB and Uh, and they promised to take care of the Bedouin problem. And now they put themselves, in, instead of going with Bibi and, let's say, forcing him to, to go ec- extra right and finally take care of that problem, they chose to go to a government with the people, with those people. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, they're whitewashing um, criminals, yeah. basically. And there's another thing uh, I, th- I feel... Uh, I feel we need to talk about um, you say something because I lost my train of thought but there was another well, I was going to move on but if okay. you want to talk about the this issue then I think uh, um, what did I want to say about it okay I'll, I'll remember it later we've talked we've talked kind of like ah. before about the, this new government and no, how, I, how much okay. of an abomination it is I know but, what I yeah. wanted to say I wanted to say that because we talked about what the government offers how they offer to To deal with this problem the current yeah. government so there's a law they want to pass about hasata about uh, incitement incitement and there's a law about collecting weapons now here's the problem guys um, so you have terror attacks that come from the territories people there are not citizens but now you deal with Israeli citizens so techniques and and strategies that work for example in the territories if there's a right after uh, a terror attack, The IDF goes and they demolish the home of the family to deter future terrorists because mm-hmm. a terrorist that knows that right after he kills himself, his entire family and his mother, his beloved mother and father will be left without a house, he might think twice. And it mm-hmm. works. It worked. But you cannot do that for a citizen, right? Because this yeah. is done without any trial because they are not citizens. But here you have citizens. Same goes for going into the house collecting weapons. Same goes for um, implemented, implementing NSO-like tools to monitor incitement and then arrest people before they commit yeah. a, a terror attack. Those techniques are very hard to implement on Israeli citizens, and this puts us in a huge problem. And also the whole thing about speech. Yeah. Because one of the problems is that many of those people who commit the terror attacks, they are... They are prone to to listen to all kinds of um, in mosques, right? All kinds of and in telegram groups, lots and lots of incitement. And they also share incitement in their TikToks and their Facebook accounts. 
Yeah, but incitement, it's it's a dangerous game. I know. This is why I'm bringing it up because... It's a really dangerous game. You can't, as long as they are citizens of the state of Israel, you cannot limit their free speech, in my opinion. I mean, if you have... If you have clear evidence of a conspiracy to overthrow the government or to commit crimes, then absolutely. But if someone simply says, you know, someone God shares, bless the terrorist that uh, committed the... And if he says, I wish that one day I will also become a shaheed, what do you do? You can't. That's the, pr- that's the problem. That's the big problem you we're can't. facing because uh, they used social media to... You cannot you cannot stop someone from saying I hope one day I become a shaheed. You can't. That is so you free need to speech wait for him to arm up yeah. and uh, go to Belsheva well, and a then a slippery slope if someone I says I I can't wait to become a shaheed then you could say that someone can't say I uh, you know I I I don't know. I mean anything, right? It could slowly I agree. uh spill over to other parts of speech, right? Yeah. saying you know i think shaheeds have uh, uh there's a reason that they exist and you can't blame them for doing what they do right mm-hmm. all of a sudden that's dangerous because mm-hmm. i you know i think shaheeds well you know there's a reason that they do what they do and shahidim you know it's legitimate to praise them oh right. you can't say that Because that's also, and then you can't say that, uh, you know, that um, we need to consider the Palestinian side of the story, and then you can't be a leftist, and then you But can't... But that's the, the inherent problem of a democracy, right? That terrorists, for example, take advantage of our democracy, our freedom of speech, to incite for violence. And then, let's say you're a, a leader, uh, a religious leader, right? Right. You go to the mosque and you say to thousands and thousands of young followers, you know, Israel shouldn't exist. Uh, the Shaheeds are our only hope. Okay? So that's not... It, it's not even calling for action directly. It's just... Yeah. You know? But you know that statistically, out of the thousands in the audience, some might take One it. One of them will take it seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And you're saying it the is state... That- person's choice to take it seriously and to turn that thing into action. But many action. people will die if you won't implement tactics to prevent terrorism using Facebook posts. Many people will die. You realize that. I don't know about... I mean, you can say that. No, you know it many because they use Many people will die the, because these... these the, the culture persists and the culture persists through all kinds of means. And yes, the culture, the culture persists through... Us allowing them to have a freedom of speech where can I arrest someone like what what can I, he I think generally what's the red line for you a threat that is imminent and there is the ability to carry it out so if I'm holding a knife and I say I'm gonna kill you then uh, and I'm standing right in front of you then it's a an imminent threat and that I have the ability to carry out and then you can uh, I think you can try someone for for threatening to commit violence again it's not the committing of violence mm-hmm. and how do you define conspiracy Cons- it's very hard it's hard it is it is hard but uh, I think conspiracy has to you have to have evidence that someone is actually planning to carry out an act and and that is that's the point is that action lies at the basis of everything. That is that re- pertains to law 
and that that is why f- speech is a sacred 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 uh you know uh thing that needs to be protected at all you know at all costs i think um when it crosses the line into action so when you take action it's usually to conspire too late against when it crosses the line that's the problem yeah but it's and usually too late when someone murders someone but that doesn't mean that you can stop them ahead of the murder just because i don't know haven't you seen minority report sir <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i don't know look the technique of using facebook posts and things that people say to each other on whatsapp with uh, this technique worked on preventing it prevented it saved thousands of lives probably in the last decade but implemented mainly on uh, palestinians in the territories yeah when you're not dealing with citizens it's a different story i don't care yeah i really don't but that's the challenge we're facing that now it it, it, it's an enemy from from outside if you start monitoring your own civilians then democracy starts deteriorating and then you're on the and road to What do you think hell. about those who th- who call for um um taking the citizenship from convicted terrorists? That's a good question. I think they should be put to death, so I don't think it really matters <laughs> what <laughs> what the status of their citizenship right. is. Um really, I honestly think they should be put summarily to death. Yeah. They should, first of all, they should be killed on the spot, right? I yeah. mean, in the army, you have this thing called vidui riga, which is uh, confirming uh, death, right? Mm-hmm. When you're in a battle, then you, you before you move forward, you, uh, you go over the bodies of the people that you uh, were shooting at, mm-hmm. and you shoot them in the head mm-hmm. to make sure that they're dead mm-hmm. uh, because you don't want someone getting up and attacking you. Yeah. And I think that for all intents and purposes, it's the same thing with a terrorist on the street. He's attacking people. There's always a chance that he'll get up and continue attacking people until he's dead. There's a, Put a bullet in his head. Worth mentioning, guys, uh, it's it's a complicated issue. Let's. I want <laughs> to to talk about all the talking points uh, that the in all that's that's mind blowing. In all the three cases, the three terror attacks, all the terrorists used to be in Israeli prison, but they were all sentenced. For ridiculous time, by our shitty, uh, treacherous uh, judicial system, yeah. either they were charged with ridiculous charges or went for plea deals, all the responsibility of our persecution, or the judges were merciful. And, fr- and it's amazing, all the three terror attacks, guys, you have quotes from judges saying he comes from a normal family, a normative family. He... He said he's sorry, he's young, and like the judges here, and like the whole system is rigged is what I'm saying. Yeah. And uh, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, It needs to be, do you know why they ended up in jail to begin with? They were charged with attempts to join ISIS. So they were caught in Turkey, one was caught in Turkey actively trying to you know to make connection with isis to move to syria and, wow. and you see so there is conspiracy that's a traitor right and someone who is he convicted like, of treason he got like six be, months yeah someone who is convicted <laughs> of treason should not be put to death by the way i think convicted terrorist what i mean is someone who has carried out murder for uh national purposes mm-hmm. as a terrorist right okay yeah. so those people should be put to death uh 
terrorists, terrorist traitors, people who conspire against the country should be sentenced to life in prison. I mean, I, that's just like normal. Right. Israel doesn't even have life in prison. There's no, there's no, yeah, there's like no, like someone who conspires against the country, it's like they wish death upon everybody in yeah. the country, right? Because ultimately, if you're conspiring against your country, then you are okay with another foreign power going to war with your country. And ultimately, war can lead to just killing everybody, mm -hmm. if that's what it comes to. So so when you, when you commit treason, it's like you are taking an action that's basically saying, I, I, can, I see no value in any of these people's lives. Yep. And therefore, you should spend the rest of your sorry life rotting in a prison cell that's very small without any sun instead they went out all of them they you know one would sit it for six months other for two years other for like again a year or two years and they all went out and yeah and i and nobody talks about it nobody talks about the judges who made it possible for them to go out nobody talks about the persecution nobody talks about the laws that allow the judges and the prosecution to get away with being so merciful on people who end up killing us. Yeah. And um, yeah, the situation, it's... <laughs> it's pretty shitty. Yeah, we don't mean shitty. to bum you guys out, but um, but the truth is, I think if you want some optimism, listen to our episode that we just released with Dan Chiftan. The truth is, if you look around, Israel is... A, we're just on the same walk. Sharon was looking at the new park that's by our house. Mm-hmm on uh, the Palka Mesila. Mm -hmm. It's the it's the old train tracks that used to lead from Yafo to uh, Jerusalem. Turkish, Turkish trucks. Yeah, and now they built the new subway line beneath that train track, mm -hmm. and they have a, they made above it a, a beautiful park. And yeah. she was looking at it. Like we were, High Line, but... Yeah, kind of like the High Line, but shorter. Very small. Yeah. Shorter. But it's going to be longer because it's going to yeah. extend all the way down to Yafo and then up to yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Bloom or whatever. Uh, Yuda Levi or whatever. Um, so it's actually it's kind of like nice. the High Line. It's, it's beautiful. Nice. Yeah. And we were crossing over it because there's a couple of bridges that cross over it. And mm -hmm. she was looking at it. She said, "Like wow, people here have such." And it was full because today and you know this past week it all of a sudden got sunny again, right? Mm -hmm. It was uh, our winter extended a little longer than usual, and all of a sudden it's beautiful outside. So Israelis are like hitting the streets like crazy. You can hear people like saying like summer's here <laughs> like everybody's super happy and we're watching people walk up and down the thing and she's like wow people here have such a amazing quality of life and i was thinking it made me think of the dan chiftan thing that he told us like if you look at it who won the war between israel and the palestinians because he says war isn't anymore these kind of you know six day three week four week things that end in like a you know a, a unanimous victory for one side or whatever uh, but rather these long drawn out conflicts and you have to look at either side and what's the trend and israel is a beautiful like flourishing successful country where your opportunities are there's no end to the opportunities that you have and well, the palestinians the are have no like functioning sewage yeah unless you're in from the families of the fallen or the fallen themselves yeah no it is a tragedy it's an absolute tragedy i just don't want to you know I want to try and find the silver lining, <laughs> okay. and I think the silver lining is that that these people didn't die in vain. 
they died because we've created ourselves a beautiful, beautiful country, and we're still struggling, but they didn't die in vain, I don't believe. So you have some exciting news. Yeah. Tell us. We are, um, we are having a baby. Wow. In like no time at all. <laughs> How long? Like, I mean, who knows, right? More or less. Well, more or less it could be now. <laughs> oh, yeah? I mean, it's not now it would be pretty early. Yeah. Or week 35. But like starting from week 35, 36. Mazel tov. Mazel tov. You're going to be then, a father. Yeah. Most likely within four weeks, five weeks. That's... God willing, hopefully. If you can be a father, I guess anyone could do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, the bar is pretty low. You're welcome, guys. <laughs> I just lowered the bar for all of you. And it's a girl. It's a girl, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are very excited, very scared, have no idea. We went We went to this cool sachanale uh, leida. Uh, it's like a prepare, preparation course for, uh, for birth. And yeah. for, you know, for lost parents. Yeah. And it's like, it's such a, it's such a joke. It's like <laughs> preparation court. Like we will prepare. Nothing can prepare you. Right. In my mind, it's like, I'm, I'm tied to the tracks and there's a train coming. Right. Yeah. It's like, there's nothing I can do <laughs> to get, it's not like if I tense up and flex, You're it's going to hurt less. Yeah. And it's sinking. There is nothing you can do. It is just, it's an oncoming train. Yeah. And it's going to hit you yeah. and you're just going to have to deal with it. Right. Right. So, right. so, we're, but we're excited. We're excited. You have a room ready and all that. Yeah. Yeah. There's in, in Israel, they have right. The, uh, the bad eye. Ainara. Mm. So there's a tradition in Israel in the States. They don't, right. You see this in the movies, but it's really like this in the States. Like if you're, if you're expecting, you get the room ready. They paint the room. They bring in all the stuff and they like, you know, they make it, they prepare the room perfectly. Nothing is missing before the baby is even born. Yeah. In Israeli culture, that's considered the bad eye. It's considered mm-hmm. um, like a bad omen. Yeah. It's like, it's not, It you shouldn't prepare for these kind of things before it's actually, that's why when someone's pregnant, you don't say mazel tov or you don't say congratulations. You say bisha'atova in good mm-hmm. time. And then when the baby is actually born, actually the doctors told us that even when the baby's born, they don't say mazal tov. Mm. They say baruch haba or baruch haba, welcome to the world, baby. And then only when the placenta comes out and they've checked it for holes, because apparently in the placenta, if there's a hole, it's problematic. Mm-hmm. And it could mean that the baby is infected or something like that. So only after they check it, do they say mazal tov. Mm. Anyway, in Jewish culture, Israeli culture, it's like you're very careful not right. to. Uh, and you're 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 planning to so be we present. Did, we the, did get things uh, okay. ready. Okay. But like you know, we try to. But Sharon is just like neurotic about this kind of stuff. She has to have everything ready. Yeah. So we tried to hold back, but we got everything ready. But we didn't like paint the room or you know anything like that. But we right. got the basics in place. And you're gonna be there present at the the. Yeah. Watch the whole thing. Uh, yeah, but, it, you know, I don't know from what angle. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't. Yeah. I, I was actually discussing it with uh, with someone that I know. I won't, you know, I'll keep the, I'll keep privacy yeah, yeah, yeah. here uh, for obvious reasons in a minute. But this person was telling me that when they had their child, um, it was a C-section. And... Um, 
And he was there in the operating room. They, even if it's a C-section, you go into the operating room as the husband. You can. You don't have to, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, you don't have to. But, I mean, if you want to live afterwards, yeah. <laughs> then you should. Uh, but you can't. Yeah, you can go in and you sit by your wife. You sit by her head. Yeah. And you talk to her and because she, she's not fully uh, under. Right. right. So he was there. And uh, the child was taken out was born uh and then they asked him do you want to do you want to come uh and uh you know hold the baby so he went over to hold the baby and then got a glimpse he's holding the baby no no no. and then he comes back and apparently there's a procedure where they they put their hand up the woman and flip the uterus inside out and clean it i don't know why I don't know how that, why that's part of the procedure, but apparently it's part of it. So he came back, and the doctor's hand is inside his inverted wife's uterus, and he's holding the baby, and he's just like, "What the?" Like, and I can't yeah. imagine what yeah, that is, what that looks like. But yeah. yeah, so I think I'm gonna stand by her head. I think I'll try and yeah, put blinders on. Right, right, right. No, I'm kidding. I I don't I don't know. I don't just know. We'll pop, see. We'll pop, see what happens. Uh, a mushroom before and <laughs> yeah, and everything will <laughs> everything look will crazy. Look, yeah. Uh, or if wow. I could get the uh, Men in Black uh, thing right, where it yeah. clears your memory. Uh huh. Right afterwards, which someone we know could have used. Yes. <laughs> he certainly could have used it. Will oh will. Yeah. What what the hell, man? What happened with that? What can I say that hasn't been said? <laughs> you said you come on. No, I you, didn't. I know. You I, didn't. You I, didn't. You don't. You didn't express support. I didn't express support. Okay. No. But you were questioning I, Chris's I, uh, joke uh, ch- decisions. Um. Y- I mean, yeah. The, the jo- I think we can all agree. Uh, maybe not that the joke was a bit ill. Uh, yeah, considering that she is sick, considering that he didn't know what she has, like if it were cancer or or it was was something else. Um, yeah, but he didn't know that she was sick at all, did he? Or he knew that she was sick and he I didn't know, know what she had. I don't know. Either way, I, I think he came out a pretty big buffoon. Will Will, Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the joke might have been a bad joke, but like whatever, be a bit thick skinned. Like take it. You know? Yeah, but obviously, read, you know what the issue is—that it's a very touchy. She, she, they have an open marriage. Yeah, she cheated on him a while back. He took her back. Now they have an open marriage, and she sleeps with other dudes. Mm-hmm. It's like obviously he is very, very sensitive about that whole thing. Right, but uh, I and don't he know. He feels the need to overcompensate. Yeah, look, which I goes read... to show you. That open relationships might not be the best choice. I don't. I don't think it's relevant. What you don't relationship think so? is like? No, I look. I read all kinds of people saying all kinds of things. I read a tweet by a, a, a girl here in Israel saying like how she used to be bullied, bullied as a kid, and uh, in the, this you know in this uh, I don't know Batyam uh, rough neighborhood or whatever. And she like she was a Russian girl, and like they always called her a prostitute and and kids when she was growing yeah. up. And until a guy came and beat the shit out of them, and then they stopped. 
and uh, <laughs> so sometimes in life and sometimes I, coming from a guy who will never beat someone up because I simply will definitely lose <laughs> um, I can say that sometimes in life there are moments where you simply yeah but it's how you do it If you can get the other side, and I'm not sure what happened in this situation, mm-hmm. if he just came and he just started beating the shit out of them, and if I, if he did do that, then I think it's just as bad as what they did to her. But he probably walked with if her. If you provoke the fight, mm-hmm. right? If you get up to them and say, say that again, or I don't know, whatever, and make them take the first swing, then okay, fine. But, but this isn't that situation at all. It's like... No, it's not. But I mean, I'm, I'm just saying something. There's the specific uh, situation and there's the general argument about like punching someone who's who, who you who's talking shit not I don't specifically think who's talking shit but sometimes some like sometimes you find yourself in a situation where violence is the answer I don't think so. I don't know I don't think so I think we live in a society gladly you know speaking of the uh the Arab society and mm-hmm. and Muslim culture uh, we live in a society where you can't just be violent <laughs> because someone you know said something and I think that that's generally the rule I agree but there are extreme cases yeah but this wasn't one probably not um but Also, he seemed like unhinged yeah. afterwards the yeah, way yeah, he was yeah. yelling and like, Yeah, you also pleasant. saw that she what he was laughing when mm-hmm. he first told him the joke yeah and um and then you see the the wife in the background like rolling her eyes yeah pissed and then the camera leaves so I didn't see what happened but I think I think what happened is he saw her pissed and then he felt like an idiot mm-hmm. and I think he's got he's very insecure mm-hmm because his wife's having sex with other men but if we can agree that sexual harassment is a thing verbal sexual harassment not physical and you walk with not your uh, someone walks with his wife and someone sexually harassing his wife for example it's a complicated situation Sababa but that's a different situation he didn't sexually harass her he's right it is a different chain. situation but, but people okay, took so this to like to a rule of thumb and I don't I'm not sure that it's always a rule of thumb yeah but the rule it has exceptions but you should have the rule and now yeah. if yeah if someone's sexually harassing your wife then then yeah I mean better off to just get away from that person but if they're following you around and saying like obscene things to your wife yeah then yes oh so suddenly suddenly yeah but that's obviously that's obviously like a very specific yeah, scenario but once we can agree on that then it's, it's also the it's, fact it's, that they're following you around is kind of harassment right it's like literally physical harassment because they're they're following you around they won't leave you so then at that point yeah but I would still like I would still urge people to refrain from violence right uh, again yeah, I unless... urge people to refrain from violence too but the thing is <laughs> careful people, you might get arrested if people, you incite it yeah but people many many people in life sometimes do not refrain from from violence and then it yeah. escalates I don't agree that that speech can be violence though right it's not mm-hmm. violence it's it's 
sexual harassment. It's Again, harassment. It's it's a good question though. What is sexual harassment verbally and like if it should be against the law, mm-hmm. right? Like if some guy on random guy on the street yells something at my wife or at any woman, like what is the line, right? Like there if he says law. something horribly obscene, we can all imagine what it might be, right? Then then yeah, but no, the, but the, forget the, the law. I'm saying is that 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 also kind of. I think limits speech in too too much of uh, of a way. You're another woman who suffers. I yeah. know many women shout at you. Check out that ass, but uh, <laughs> I, but you like and it. I curl up in the shower and cry for days. <laughs> well, you like no, it. I'm kidding. I don't mean to. Yeah, I don't mean to belittle the 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 harassment and the the effect it can have on a woman. But you know, again, it it comes. It's all a question of. What's the uh, cost here? And I think... Let's segue beautifully out of this <laughs> before something really bad happens. Um, uh, God forbid, nothing bad's going to happen. So what's the deal with Disney? Yeah, speaking of women and men, mm-hmm. they don't exist anymore. <laughs> they don't <laughs> exist. There is no... Well, first, before Disney, I want to talk about... I want to talk about uh, Kentanji Brown Jackson, mm. who's being uh, who's being uh, approved for the Supreme Court right now. Yeah, she's going through the hearings. And um, by the way, it's it is important to note the difference between her uh, approval process and uh, Brett Kavanaugh's. If we all remember, I think three or four years ago, he was accused of raping. Uh, and he was put to, like, he was basically just crucified, even though there was no evidence whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's amazing that this is just kind of flying through. But whatever, especially since Joe Biden specifically chose her because of the color of her skin, which last time I checked is unconstitutional. But um, <clears throat> um, she was asked to define what a woman is. <laughs> Which is basically just Republicans trolling, right? Yeah. They're like, they, and I think it's smart because they want to force Democrats to say, "Are you what? Are, where are you? Are you on the are crazy progressive side of things, or are you just like a normal person who has left wing views mm-hmm. and you know believes in social welfare and and right?" Yeah, and Democrats keep. F- screwing it up man and they keep just swinging way far out there like for example why did you say i don't i don't know so so uh the the senator uh marcia blackburn or maybe it's a congresswoman i'm not sure no senator marcia blackburn because it's a senate hearing right Mm -hmm. marcia blackburn asked katanji brown jackson to define woman she said i'm not a biologist now the amazing thing is the USA Ar- USA Today article says Blackburn was displeased the senator who asked the question but experts say Jackson's answer was scientifically sound. <laughs> it's like first of all her answer is I'm not a biologist there's nothing scientific about that statement. No it's also if you look from the democrat point of view from the progressive point of view that's that's uh gender denial yeah because it's not about biology it's about uh it's like how i perceive myself no but how stupid do they think people are usa today 
experts say. It's like, do they really think their readers are like, well, you know, I'm not an expert. It's like, no, there's a fucking thing as a woman. There's such a thing as a woman. It's called the female of the human species who has two ovaries and births children. That's a woman. Mm-hmm. But but like we're going to be like, no, nah, yeah, well, experts, USA Today says experts say. Right. Unbelievable. So that is just a little bit of a taste. Of, but it, it's crazy because it's at the highest level, right? It's not it's not some Congress woman who's part of the far left progressive wing, right? Mm-hmm. It's the Supreme Court justice. She's going into the Supreme Court. Right. And Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are constantly kind of just basically forfeiting any like sanity for the insanity of the left. Mm-hmm. Of the far left, um, but yeah, that's just a little bit of a of a preface to the whole Disney thing, which is apparently Disney is there was some leaked uh, recordings of uh, Disney executive uh, uh, meetings, right? Yeah, like meetings of creators and executives, and there is just a bunch of instances of people at the highest level of Disney saying that they are pushing queer agenda lgbtqai plus oh. <laughs> so many yeah. letters and symbols Look, it's a they're, they're pushing company. the agenda in children's films right right which is just crazy it's just crazy it's just insane. Apparently, one of the women that was it's like, art, uh, man. it's art. One of the one of the women or men or queer queer snowflake toast butter toast uh, chair. I don't know what she is. Um, was saying that she is pushing her agenda in her content. She's a creator. She's a Disney creator. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's pushing the agenda, the queer agenda, and she's proud that she can push the queer agenda in her content. And one of her TV shows is something like Blue Dog Says Hello. Like It's like a, a show for like three-year-olds. Right. Like what queer agenda do you have to push to three-year-olds? It's insane. You got to start at some age. It's child abuse. It's, I mean, it really is. It's something, there's something perverted about it. Wanting to like, you're the one for free speech. No, I, I'm, I, Disney can do whatever the hell they want. They're just insane. (laughs) It's just crazy. Um, Ben Shapiro talks about it on his podcast and now. But you say it's child abuse. So talking is abuse now. Well, children is a, is a special, uh, segment of the population right mm-hmm. they're prone more prone yeah no but i'm saying them. children in general they're not like normal citizens right mm-hmm. 18 above you have rights and everything at, at the eight below 18 you're not owned but you're you're basically owned by your parents yeah, like you're not parents a full can citizen. choose what you what you watch and what you don't watch yeah no of course but um I'm not saying that they should be. Uh, uh, I was using colorful language. It's yeah. not actually child abuse, and the nobody at Disney should be stopped and arrested and whatever prosecuted. 
So let me let me publicly apologize for my <laughs> statement of child abuse. But I'm saying there's something perverted about trying to push sexual content because queer. What is queer? It's about the sexual orientation and the sexual preferences. It's politics and the, in the end. and the sexuality, right? Yeah. Gender is sexuality of someone of you. Your sexuality, sexual orientation, and sexual preferences on a three year old. They they shouldn't you shouldn't be talking to them about sex in any shape or form. Right. Not a five year old, not a six year old, not an eight year old. Yeah, it's like it's in the end of the day, it's politics, right? So the same. So Disney could come and say, we want to you know start making content with democratic, uh, like democratic party related values because those are the values we support. So. So they will ch just take the democratic progressive agenda and implement it in their movies. And you would be like, hey, why should a m kid's movie that should be innocent and just tell a good story and, and broaden the horizons of the kid should, should be used to indoctrinate for a certain political right, view? Well, you see it as indoctrination because it all depends on what are the basic values we all agree on in a society. Yeah. And if we all agree that honesty is a good thing, and we all agree that uh, friendship is a good thing, mercy is a good thing, kindness is a good thing, right? Uh, sharing is a good thing. If we all agree that hard work is a good thing, if we all agree that merit, people should be judged on merit, that's a good thing, right? Then, like, it all depends. Those are super basic values that the West used to agree on that I don't think... Uh, I don't think the left agrees on all of them so much. You know what I mean? So yeah. you used to be able to say, like, why can't we all just agree on what should be in kids' films, right? Why can't we all just agree that a good kids' film is someone going through a struggle, right, of, like, not being able to find the berries he needs for the dragon and then he gets help from his purple friend who helps him find the berries and they then go feed the dragon and they are all friends. Like, why can't we agree? Can we just agree on that? Nope. And nope. No, the dragon has to be a pansexual lover of the four-year-old child. And there needs There's to be a scene organs. where they make out in the background while queer clowns dance around and celebrate LGBTQA plus stuff that's what the like, audience why? that's what the audience wants man uh, it's, no but it, it isn't i don't think it is i think uh i think it's it's and that's what's crazy right is that like it's not for the children right like the, <laughs> the kids aren't like give us more lgbtq content yeah <laughs> we need more lgbtq representation right, right, right. in our animated films and it's not coming from the parents. I don't think it's coming from the parents. The vast majority. I'm like, Disney is huge. It's not like a small right company that's yeah, it's creating one of the biggest gay companies content. in the world. It's one of the biggest companies. They're selling. They are looking at Americans. They're not looking at Californians in Silicon Valley. They're looking at Americans. And if you tell me that Americans want more queer content in their children movies. Bullshit. I guess the no executives way. they go like they go to parties in uh, LA and yeah it's and coming they get from pressured 
to I don't more think, woke content. I think the executives at the, the top level are probably being pressured from within by employees from the company. And there are probably some executives at the top level who are also idiots and believe yeah. this bullshit. There was so one sh- of them the they talking. Should sell the Disney stocks? Yeah. Uh, maybe not quite yet. Okay. But soon they'll sell them. Short, them. short them. Short uh. them. No, but... Um, but I was starting to say that Ben Shapiro announced that Daily Wire, yeah. his company uh, is now starting a Daily Wire Kids, yeah. which yeah. I think is yeah. genius. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to boycott Disney stuff right now. Like, you know, I'm still going to, I still, I still love Did the old stuff. Did you hear it, stuff. Disney? Huh? You're off the hook now, yeah, Disney, yeah. for now. I'm not, I'm not advocating <laughs> boycotting Disney stuff just yet, but definitely not the old stuff. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But what, what he... Shapiro makes the point, and I think it's true, that like you have to pre pre screen all the all the movies now. Yeah. Like as a parent, a new movie comes out, you don't know if there's gonna be like just gay scenes all over the place. Right. Yep. Which is kind of you know. Okay. What else? <laughs> oh, are we done with that? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, there's one thing that's on my chest, and that's. When you land now in Israel, um, like in, in all over the world, they're lifting restrictions. COVID is becoming just like an everyday thing. Nobody cares anymore. You see the restrictions are being withheld almost everywhere in the Western world, except for China, where it's just a nightmare. Yeah. Um, and here in Israel, there are certain things. It's very smart there are those little things. They're not big enough for people to rebel, but they still, you know, it's it's still there. Like the, the administration won't pull them off. For example, when you land in, in Ben Gurion Airport, you are forced to take a PCR test before you go out from the airport. And we are the only Western country in the world where you are forced to take a PCR test when you land. Okay. Mm-hmm. As a citizen of this country. As a citizen. But also as a tourist. You know, I go to Italy, I don't do anything when I go. Yeah, no, but I'm saying it's even a even bigger, worse. Yeah, because they, a, they yeah. say if you want, as a citizen, to go into your own country, you need to get PCR tested. Um, and then you actually need to stay in house arrest until you get the results. Um, and, the, and the whole thing, you know, when I, 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 I'm sorry, I'm going to be blunt about it, but when you see the operation... Because you go into this huge hall with queues and like it reminds me of dark scenes from the past is what I'm saying. Because, you know, we're, it's, it's, it's a cliche, but people like sheep are being promenaded, okay, marched to the booths by couple-like workers who basically send you to the booth. Um, and you, and you need to do this check. And after the check, they give you, uh, they mark you basically with a, how do you call with it? A bracelet wristband. with a, wrist a wristband band. Yeah. with which you are allowed. And by showing the wristband, they let you out. Now, the, the, the crazy thing to me is, uh, all it needs, there are so many people going, passing through this tent, this huge tent. And there are so little guards, okay? All it needs is a f- several dozen people to rebel, just to go out, okay? But nobody does it. Nobody rebels. And, it, and we're 
it's we're months into Omicron and we have the data and we know it's not that severe and we know there's no point in those PCR tests, but everyone's it's a good taking point. it why in. Don't, why not do it next time? Stand before the entrance and just wave at people and be like, hey, do you guys not want to do this test? Okay, hold on. Hey, do you guys not want to do this test? Okay, hold on. Gather 20 people and then just walk out. And you know, it'll have to be a horrible, horrible scene where everybody gets arrested. Uh, or 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 they won't, but which is, you know, the positive. If it's 100 people. Yeah. Or no, or or a large amount of them will get arrested and then it'll be national news. Yep. But yeah, you're right. It's ridiculous. I would. And it's I'm, small hold on. I want to say. I just want to say. I would be. I don't agree with the comparison. Yeah, it's just for provocative purposes. The comparison. <laughs> okay. But 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 it goes to show we do have this mindset. Yeah. We do have this mindset of of the Jews tend to uh, accept have, the yeah. the power of the ruler. I think generally most of the world has that. Uh, mindset but yeah the jews put it on full display you know uh, in in the middle of the last century and and it yeah we we went like sheep to the slaughter and here i i but i i really i really 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 i'm uncomfortable with the comparison yeah it's 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 a bad comparison <laughs> yeah, it's a bad comparison. Granted, it's a bad comparison. But let me just make it more detailed for you. <laughs> but with the wristband. Yeah, no, I get whole, it. The, I get it. Cues. I get it. I think the comparison to what's going on in China is more uh, apt. What you shared on Twitter. So Noah shared on Twitter uh, a video of what's going on in the Shandong province or whatever. Um, People are, and there's just yeah, yeah. They, they they have these like stormtroopers. As you called them again with the comparison. I did, I don't think I used. Ah, you didn't use no. it. Okay. Anyway, whatever. So I think it was the tweet that you shared that used it. So anyway, um, you have these like you have these Chinese officials that are in full uh, protective gear and they are in a street and that presumably they told everybody in the street to get on their knees. Mm -hmm. And they just show up and they're like, everybody, surprise check, get on your knees. Everybody goes down to their knees. And then the video starts from there after everybody's on their knees and you see them walking around scanning everybody's phone QR to check codes. their green pass, their QR codes. And I guess, and that, the, and then you basically said that we're not far from here. And I, I that I think is true. Like yeah. it's, it's not that far from to get there because right. we, we kind of lie down and take it Yep. with these ridiculous, ridiculous restrictions that are, continuing someone replied to you like oh you're so tiresome covid is over it's like what we're still forced to wear masks we're still forced to do pcr tests when we land back in israel and to fill the fucking there's a fucking form you got getting fill. in and out of israel travel is just unbelievably difficult guys i challenge you to go to google and google in english uh entry to israel for tourists it's uh, a scroll of thousands of words, you cannot understand anything. It, they make it impossible for tourists to come. Yeah. Impossible. Yeah. Um, yeah, and nobody Which cares. Kills, kills the industry here. Nobody but, cares. But beyond that, for citizens, we're forced to wear masks. Yeah. We're forced to, uh, we're forced to uh, 
we're still forced to be in house arrest if you're sick with COVID. If you come out positive, yeah. you're forced into your own home and uh, confined. You're when I in house arrest. And they call, and they call without you. Without due process. And when you get sick here, they, they message you from the police asking your permission to trace you. Yeah. And then they call you and question you. Yeah. Um, and ask you private questions. Which just happened to you. So COVID's over. COVID's over. I mean, they didn't call you, right? They did. Ah, they of did? Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, so COVID's over, but, but they asked it's the, not over. They asked me, like, rude questions. Like, they asked me, uh, uh, because I was in Italy before, so they were like, um, who did you meet in Italy? Fuck you. What the, uh, yeah. I your did. mother. <laughs> I <laughs> met your hell? fucking mother. The Ministry of Health <laughs> That's in just... Israel. How dare you ask me what I did in Italy? It's none of yeah. your fucking business. Yeah, but it's against the law to insult a police officer. Yeah, it's not It's not the police that calls you. It's the Ministry of Health that calls ah, you. Ah, okay, okay. It's even worse. Yeah. For that, you could be decapitated. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's the, yeah. And, uh, and also the Green Pass. The Green Pass, nobody checks it. But legally, it's still uh, with halts. It's still in effect. They ne- they never lifted it. Uh, yeah. They never lifted it. So COVID's over. So yeah, and people react, comment on my Twitter, and they're like, oh, you can't wear a mask. Oh, so you can't do a PCR check. Yeah. Test. Oh, so you can't get on your knees. <laughs> oh, so the government Animal sends slap. agents to get into your home. Oh, <laughs> so they put a probe in your ass. Oh, <laughs> Sounds to me like you're lucky. Oh, my chest, my chest muscles, Uh, my long COVID is is hurting. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, (laughs) it's it's infuriating. It's infuriating, and I think we don't look, guys. If you judge me for the comparison, I I have to explain. I I I, no, but the thing is, guys, people are so. Uh, Adishim, how do you say it? They're so apathetic, apathetic to what's happening here. You have to use this shocking metaphors no, to wake people up. I don't think it's getting worse. I think it's getting worse in the sense that it, it has been sedimented. It has like it's been in, uh, ingrained. Yeah. Like so. No, but they sense. threaten you. But I think that, that that's it. We're in the we're past the wave. But, but they now, threaten you that if there'll be a new variant, everything will be yeah, yeah, back no, that's to for sure. But I'm saying right now we're not there. Yeah. So people are calm and maybe rightfully so. But we're this we're stuck. We came out of this like whirlpool shit show black hole of whatever 2020 2021, and we're stuck with a lot of crap and people aren't internalizing it. The fact that there are yeah. extreme limits, laws were passed that really, really encroach on personal liberties, that you have to wear a mask in inside places, otherwise you get, like, fined or arrested. Yep. Like, people don't don't understand it. Yeah, internalize it. Okay, guys, that's our rants for today. Yes. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you so much. Uh, pray for, we for have, the victims yes, and for the wounded. In, for the wounded um, and uh, for all of Israel, hopefully we don't see any more terror attacks yeah. uh, and our heart goes and, out uh, to the families. Yeah, and uh, we condemn terror from all sides. Yeah, <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so guys, uh, there's Passover coming um soon uh we'll be on vacation 
Then Eitan is having a baby. So we have some So episodes. we're ending the podcast? No. Yes. So God we have some, forbid. We have some episodes. No, even if we need to g- give her to the, to the yeah. orphan... Orphans. Uh, orphanage. Yeah, the orphanage. No, no, no. What are you talking about, man? I'm having a baby as an heir to two nice oh. Jewish boys. Okay? Yes. She we will replace the me. Wand. She will replace um, me. But anyway, guys, so yeah, we have some more episodes coming up, but at a certain point, there will be a few weeks hiatus. So, yeah, so don't, you know. Yeah, don't give up on us. Yeah, hopefully. We'll be back. We'll be back. Um, but for now, we're going on. Okay. Every Thanks week, new episode. Thanks for, for tuning in, and see you on the next one. See you next time. Bye. Bye.